You're listening to episode 158 of the God-Centered Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm chatting and laughing and crying with Ellie Holcomb. There's a theme in my life right now, and it is like laugh crying, because it is both like I, I just know have walked such painful roads, imagining the painful road that you've walked on, and then in the same breath, I know his nearness in the middle of that, and I can even hear in your voice that you experience that same thing, and so... Someone commented the other day, they're like, Ellie, you laugh and you cry at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, it's this grounded joy. And it's joy that's grounded in an empty grave. Joy grounded in an empty grave. You'll hear more about that in this episode. And as fate would have it, on the day this episode releases, March 27th, I will be standing at the garden tomb, having communion in the promised land. Crazy. God has had me on quite the emotional and challenging journey in the last year. Because I'd listened to Ellie's album, Red Sea Road, uh, I felt like she was my best friend. (laughs) I just apparently pour my guts out in this episode. And there's crying, so Kleenex warning. It's not all crying. Ellie and I spent some good time talking about work-life balance, advice she's been given, some rhythms that her family has implemented, some sweet words she says over her darling daughter before she goes on trips. And... I also randomly break out into lyrics from Red Sea Road, so you just have to deal with my weirdness in this conversation. It's kind of like you joined in on our coffee chat, and I love I love that you did, even though I'm spilling my guts for everybody. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm thankful that you all get to share in this vulnerable moment, so let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Ellie. Welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. It is so good to be here. It's I've got I've got my coffee in hand. <laughs> Y'all, I told Ellie I f- I feel really connected to Ellie because I've read her diary basically through her songs and yet she has no clue who I am. Like <laughs> when I'm like so giddy to get to hang out with a girlfriend that I know so well and yet it's a little one-sided. So um but welcome and I know all of my listeners are such huge fans of this latest album and of you cuz you're freaking adorable. You're so stinking cute. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I would love, though, if they haven't heard about your family or your kids or your husband, if you would just quickly introduce them. Sure. I oh, love that. I love them so much. That's so um, my I married my best guy friend that I swore to never date. So we just got <laughs> married. His name is Drew Holcomb. And um he and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, with our two kiddos. We have Emmy Lou, who's four, and then Huck, who is one and a half, and she calls him Huck a Love. I mean, there's just, I mean, is, even that's cute. That's so it's, cute. It's good. I left this morning, and um, Drew's brother actually came into town to visit, and he brought Huck a Tigger costume. Oh, my <laughs> but he can't jump yet. <laughs> So um, it's really, it is really cute to watch him trying in the tiger I have such fond memories of when my oldest two were those ages and just watching them interact and just also being completely exhausted, the constancy Ooh. of the Ooh. needs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I didn't have the girl hands. drama, but I, I, there was a lot of energy in our house. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so I can relate to some of that. And, you know, speaking of relating to some of that, this album is 
so relatable. I told you, Mm -hmm. you wrote down my thoughts, my feelings, what we've been talking about on this podcast for weeks now about shame. And I sense themes in your writing. One, Mm -hmm. it's truth. So I could confidently hand this album to a gal I'm discipling and know that she could put it on repeat and God would move her from one place to another. Mm, Oh man. Thank you, Jesus. That's so encouraging to hear. Because (laughs) it's it's his word. That's right. You know his word. It is coming out of you. And I heard Christy Knuckles talk recently about the first time she met you and you showed up kind of with your guitar in hand and this giant Bible under your arm and big <laughs> smile on your face. So you have a giant Bible. Is this the story? Yeah. It's gianter because I am always writing things down and sticking papers inside. <laughs> it's my filing cabinet too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very important filing cabinet. Yeah. I'm, I'm not adding to God's word. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm always like, oh, I, I want to remember this and bookmark it. And mm. so literally it's like, Yeah. I, I'm going to have to get a new one soon because it's starting to disintegrate. That's edge. hard. It's hard to get a new one because you have all those, you know, all your oh. commentary that you've added or thoughts or mo- moments right. that with Tears. God's word. I yes. Mean, yes. Yeah. I had to get a new one a few years ago and it was the journal kind, which was helpful because then I had yes. like extra space to write. Yep. I think, I think that's what I'm going to go for. The mm-hmm. next time. And no commentary. Like it wasn't like I could cheat and like, see what do other people say about this. It's, it's your journey with the Lord. It's mm-hmm. so, oh, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. But yeah, I get that a lot in coat, like, um, writing sessions in Nashville. Um, cause I started writing songs cause I was memorizing scripture, um, I started about seven years ago with a, a friend of mine, um, who battles depression. Mm. So we, um, we decided there was this one day I met her through young life. Um, she was a high schooler when I met her a senior in high school and, um, had encountered Jesus entering into that struggle. Like she just had been hiding for a long time and saw Jesus like, saw that she didn't have to hide the depression from Jesus. Like Mm. he wanted to be right there with her in the midst Mm. of it. Mm. Um, but as we were, as we were talking one day, I was just listening to her and I'm like, there are so many lies that you're believing. And then in this same conversation, I'm like, oh, dang it. I believe that lie too. Mm -hmm. And I got mad. I got really mad at the enemy who's called the father of lies. And when he speaks lies are his native language. And I was like, you need to pull out your journal right now. And I started flipping through my Bible, looking for any verse that I'd ever underlined. Do y'all ever, do you ever do that? (laughs) Yeah. I need okay, some truth right down. now. What is my verse? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so we wrote down this huge list of verses and I was like, you and I are going to start memorizing God's word together because I'm so sick of the enemy stealing our peace, our joy, like that John 10, 10 life to the full that Jesus comes to offer us. And I'm not going down without a fight. God calls mm-hmm. his word a sword and I'm going to use it. So <laughs> we started, we call them, we call them our fighting words and which there's a song on the yes, record. Yes. Only took me seven and a half years to write it. It's really? I've been trying. Yes. I've been trying to write that song for so long, so, but because here's the deal. God's word has absolutely changed both of our lives. And it's not necessarily like it took my friend's depression away. Mm -hmm. It's not like it changed all of our circumstances, but it started changing us from the inside out. 
because it was giving us something solid to anchor ourselves to when, when the shame storms roll in. Mm-hmm. And so it's so encouraging to me when I'm hearing you say, I hear God's word all in this. Cause that's, that is basically what I do. Like, right. I sit in God's word and I let music come out. Um, what does that look like for you? When do you, when do you sit in God's word? What do you, what does that look like as these women listening are trying to figure that out for themselves with little kids and you have a busy oh, life? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Well, it looks different than it did <laughs> before I had kids on it. If I'm being real yeah, with which yeah. I want to be. Yeah. Um, I get up every morning at four. Just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, that's early. Wow. I didn't know that um, was a time you could wake up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, um, it is, it looks a little bit more sporadic. It's not like hours and hours of mm. me my Bible and my hot cup of coffee in silence. Um, and, and some days I do get up early and I do that cause I know it's good for my soul, but a lot of times it's like in the in-between. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, you know, I'm like cooking and I have scripture that I'm trying to memorize playing over and over again. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. And honestly, this is part of why I love memorizing God's word because I have access to it in the middle of craziness, which life is that right now. A lot of days. I'm going to take a second because I think all of us moms can understand that chaos and that difficulty of spending chunks of time in God's word. And one thing I wanted to bring up again was a tool we have used in our house to have God's word kind of on repeat in our minds. And it's Seeds Family Worship. They have 10 volumes, including a lullabies volume. I know I told you about their Easter compilation, but they also have a CD of sweet little lullabies that you can have God's word, word for word in songs for your little one and with a DVD that goes along with it. They also just, you know, I'm going to share some of the titles of their CDs. They have the character of God and verses related to that. They have um, seeds of character for your kids, power of encouragement, seeds of purpose, seeds of praise, seeds of faith. You can plant all these seeds in your kid's heart, listening to their music. Go to seedsfamilyworship.com or godcentermom.com backslash seeds to check them out. All right, let's get back to Ellie. Here we go. It is so good. But honestly, this is, um, this is why I write his word into songs. Cause it's a lot easier for me to carry songs around. Yes. Then my bit, my giant Bible. <laughs> and I'll tell you, no kid is too young. I was pregnant with my second and my oldest, I was, I was really nervous that my water or like I was having weird contractions in a time I shouldn't be. And I was kind of scared yeah. and, and he turns to me and starts singing, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. I was like, come on. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. This sweet, tiny little two-year-old voice singing God's word to me at a time when I need it exactly. Woo! Come on. From the mouths of babes. That is so <laughs> never underestimate, right? That same lies that hold us back and the same truth. You talk about speaking in that song, singing truth into the dark. And mm-hmm. then in Find You Here, you say, the only thing we can see is darkness. And then um, Red Sea Road, we can't see the way. And I get that so much, having just walked through some really hard circumstances when you're like, when you get ahead of yourself and you, yeah. you try to imagine, okay, if it's like this now, man, 
I don't think I can do X, Y, or Z ahead, or I don't even know how this plays out. And if it's playing out where I think it's going, I'm not, I'm not going to be okay. And it looks dark and the turn, I don't know where we're turning. I don't know where we're going. Did you have an experience that you can, that this darkness that you keep referring to in songs? Oh yeah. Well, and it's so funny. I mean, even back to your last question, like, what does that look like for you to sit in God's word and let songs mm, come out? Yeah, yeah. Usually that when I'm saying that, um, almost always, this is crazy, but there is some really hard thing that I'm walking through in my life. Mm-hmm. And I am usually literally clinging to God's word, finding a promise that you're, I'm like, okay, I see that that's true. I've seen that that's been true in the past, but I need you to help me believe that it's true in the middle of this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the past, this record, really the whole record um, was was written in the midst of probably two of the most painful and sorrow-filled years um, of, of my life. And um, walking with a lot of friends who, who, um, we're experiencing extreme um, brokenness and loss and suffering. And so um, this record came really, I, people kept saying, are you going to do another record? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep walking with the Lord and keep being in his word. And yeah. if the songs come great, but I don't, I just, I, I really just want to do what he wants me to do. So I don't know how to. That, that sounds question. like a good idea. I think even if God only wanted you to ever write this album, let's be happy with that, people. Yeah, <laughs> that's, with that. that's good. It's just yes, him. Yes, because um, this is like, like a holy work. I think, you know what I mean? Like, tr- like trust that God is taking you somewhere and he provided this in the hardest right? place. Is that place. so? That is literally, it's, it's so sweet hearing you say, I feel like I've read your diary because really, like, um, I this record was written in the middle of a desert. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, it was me um, doing two things on the days that were really hard. And there are a lot of days, you know, that we walked through in the past two years where I was just going, Lord, I know you say that you're good, but this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we're yeah. experiencing right now, like, I feel like this is crashing down around us. And so um, I need you to help me believe that you're good in the middle of this. And then in the same breath, um, I was experiencing, uh, him draw near in the midst of absolute chaos. And as things were crashing down, I was experiencing his nearness and his peace and his comfort a lot of days. And so I just was like, I do not want to forget this. Um, I do not want to forget. And I know that I will. (laughs) So just, I mean, that find, that find, that find you here song. Okay. Can we just Kleenex warning? I think that the album should open. Everyone, please open your Kleenex and then turn on this song because here's the deal. I told you a little bit of this before we got on the call. So um, my parents move in with us in November. Mom's diagnosed with cancer, um, starts chemo. Dad gets sick. Dad dies three weeks later. I'm saying it like this so I don't lose it. Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So, um, 
my piano teacher, who's also my good friend, our piano teacher for the boys, she shows up to piano lessons with this little book that someone had given her that a mentor had given that mentor. And it was like a passed down copy with everyone underlining parts of it in different colors. And like you said, inserts, inserts from hospitals where they give you scripture inserts from um, writing additional scripture in the back. It was powerful. It was like, we've walked this way and hard things (laughs) and you can too. And the book was called Red Sea Rules. Yes. Okay, so I'm sharing it on Instagram, and people are like, have you listened to Ellie's album? And I'm like, you know, I've heard it's great. And then I'm like so busy with my own life, but I haven't listened to it. And then I get the email, will you interview Ellie? Um, Yes, it sounds amazing. I'd love to. They send me the music, still haven't listened to it. I think I was kind of like scared to. Like, what's going to come out when I listen to this? And then I'm... Yes, I have a podcast, but I think I'm slightly technically challenged sometimes, too, because I've opened up the email. I'm just playing it on my laptop, not like on a phone when I'm working out or someplace private. Or I'm just like lift up my laptop and I'm turn on that song and burst into tears. <laughs> if y'all haven't heard it, I mean, and you've seen me write or talk, not the road we would have chosen. Only thing we can see is darkness. Um, didn't know I'd find you in my deepest fear. I literally Mm. said those words on this podcast. Um, You are drawing near, overwhelming my fears with peace. Thank you, though the pain is deep. You're going to carry me through everything here in the middle of the desert place. I can't see. I mean, I'm telling you, weeping, weeping, because it does not make sense unless you have walked a hard place. That's right. That you would feel God's nearness more. And that when people say, oh, I feel your prayers, like we had friends saying, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. And I would say to them, I feel it because in this circumstance, it does not make sense that I feel the peace that I feel. Like, I should be able to not get out of bed, and I'm able to um, shave my mom's head and pick out casket flowers on the same day. (laughs) It's crazy. That does not make sense. Oh, man. That I could do that. That's right. So only, only God can take us through those places. And... That Red Sea Road, girl, let's talk about it because that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like, we can't see a way out. We cannot see a way out. There's a Red Sea in front of us. There's Egyptian army behind us. We feel stuck. Yeah. What was the, and, what was, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just, I just I, vomited I, on you. I, no, are you kidding me? And I, I, th- there's a theme in my life right now and it is like laugh crying. Yes. Because it is both like I I just know have walked such painful roads, imagining the painful road that you've walked on. And then in the same breath, I know his nearness in the middle mm-hmm. of that. And I can mm-hmm. even hear in your voice that yeah. you experience that same thing. And so someone commented the other day, they're like, Ellie, you laugh and you cry at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. It's this, that's it. It's this grounded joy Mm -hmm. and it's joy that's grounded in an empty grave, which Mm. is like a really weird place for joy to be grounded. Um, but I, um, so I just, uh, I was, I mean, I, a couple of the things I'm just going to do what you just did and just kind of walk through a list of things that we walked through in in the past two years. But, um, I, two friends who walked through losing babies, little babies Mm -hmm. and, um, and then a very dear friend who checked into rehab, uh, friends who walked through a horrible divorce, um, 
friend with three babies diagnosed with cancer. Um, oh and gosh. then my own dad on a, and really, and he, he produced this record. So this is crazy, but, um, he was diagnosed with cancer, uh, right as we were in pre-production, we were already started on this record. So mm. I had not yet written find you here. Mm. And, um, and so I, um, that, that song I wrote a week after he was, you know, you get that call. Who is ever ready for that phone call? No, no. Like you're never ready for that kind of news. It feels like someone's punching you in the stomach. And, um, mom and dad's response to that about a week or two after they got that phone call was mom. It was mom's birthday, January 18th last year. And she wanted to have a praise and worship night. They want to do praise and worship Mm -hmm. at their house. I'm like, y'all are crazy. But, um, but I get it. That that was my parents. My mom, like, whew. in a wig in a hospital room with my dad, and the hospital staff um, chaplain comes in to try to encourage them. They end up like encouraging him. They end up like having a worship <laughs> time in the hospital room. You're like, okay, this doesn't yeah. make sense, people. <laughs> this is your last real moment together is worshiping <laughs> Jesus. Okay, all right, good. Yes. No, that so, they, is so you go to this worship night. To go to this worship, yeah, and and I am um, so scared. You know, I mean, I I literally called all my friends who lost parents and like weeped on the phone with them and just was like, I'm so sorry. You get it to a new level. You you do. You You all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And it's not that I wasn't sorry before, but I just, you know, you just realize I cannot imagine, yeah, losing um, this person that I love so much. So. I um, had the privilege of watching mom and dad so many questions, especially at the beginning of that journey. You know, you just have no idea what is ahead. And so I had the privilege of of watching them literally run into the darkness, all the unknown that looked pretty bleak. Um, They ran into the darkness with their hands raised in the air, praising God and um and I, it felt one like watching them that night I'm like y'all are crazy <laughs> honestly I'm just like what are you doing and then in the same breath like felt so irresistible to not just follow them mm. and so that night um we encountered that Philippians 4 4 peace of God that surpasses our understanding and the presence of God in a way uh, that will mark me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a way that I won't be able to ever shake mm-hmm. um, because I, I remember, I remember dad that night, he took this like deep breath. He had this huge smile across his mm-hmm. face. And I, and I mean, at the end of the day, what happened was they took a posture of hope. And it wasn't a hope that like said, ignore it. We don't have cancer. Like this isn't, it was, it was this posture of hope that looked dead in the eyes of the suffering that they were in and refused to believe that this was the end of the story. And even if the healing doesn't come, that's that's what I think that they're praising God too is his nearness says, my presence will never leave you. And that empty grave 
means that death is conquered. That's and that right. There is no fear because that is, that is what God taught me. That all that fear of, oh, I'm trying to, trying to orchestrate things so that this worst thing doesn't happen. That's right. <laughs> Even if right. the worst thing happens, God is there. He's and right we have been promised eternal life, which started at the moment of salvation. So like, it, right. death never had a hold. It never yeah. had a hold on my dad. Like he was already, he just went from one place to another, like from here to That's there. Right. And yeah, it's, it is. I mean, I'm telling you, I knew I was going to cry. It's, it's getting real. <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, that is it. That is, it is. And, and the Red Sea Road song, yeah, I, my yeah. friends, infertility for years. Mm. Um, and then um, a, a presentation of this private adoption that felt like a miracle mm. um, that was going to be just, it just felt like God saying, okay, you've walked through this desert. Here's this beautiful answer to your prayers. Um, and then t- at 29 weeks, the birth mo- mother tragically, I mean, tragically lost the baby that they were going to adopt mm. Judah. And I, I remember, um, She's written about this, my friend Sarah, on her blog, Wondering and Wandering. Um, but it, I will never forget her telling me she's packing up a box, you know, of all these gifts yeah. that people have given them for little Judah. And there is a pair of shoes um, that's a little little pair of baby shoes that somebody had given them um, on the inf- infertility journey. And they had a little note attached to them. And they said, sometimes it takes a community to see a promise fulfilled. We're aching with you and we're hoping with you. And um, as she put those shoes in that box, which felt like a, just a box of like literally shattered dreams upon shattered dreams. Mm. She felt like the Lord said, Hey, I didn't tell you to pack away your hope. Mm. And I'm going to need these shoes, these little, this little pair of baby shoes. These are for hope and hope doesn't belong in boxes Mm. because hope himself was buried for you and he walked out of a grave. Mm. And so we can, we can hope because we know ultimately the end of the story is, is healing. Mm -hmm. So, and in the midst of that, when our, when our dreams are shattered, like you're saying, when even the worst thing happens, your worst nightmare yeah. comes true. Yeah. He, what, what I think you and I know from the road that we've walked is like, that is where Jesus is. Yeah. He's right there. He's yeah. right there. <laughs> it is so crazy. It is so crazy. And even, you know, you've walked all that with your friends and then you've walked with your dad and even your, didn't there something with your husband? Oh man. It's so, <laughs> Heather, I mean, just oh my goodness! It's like you don't want another album. I'm just telling you, Ellie. If this is what it takes, just stay away. Stay away. My husband's like, I'm. I'm pretty sure you have to quit Christian music. I'm not sure. (laughs) I can't can't handle it. Oh man. He. uh, But yeah, you know, it was so interesting because we walked through all of this with all my friends, and then. then literally we started making the record and uh, walked through that with my dad in the same season. My mom lost her mama. Uh, um, and a mom's and so, mom is something. That's a something. Oh, man. That's a it's something. just. Yeah. A mom's mom uh, is, has a special place. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, that's exactly right. So mm-hmm. it, it And so it was 
as if it was such a sweet thing because dad, my dad is, um, you know, he produced the record. So like we, we really, this record was supposed to release last fall. I mean, like at the beginning of the fall into the summer and, uh, we just had to push everything. Cause you know, you know, yeah. when no, things like yeah. that happen, it just is like, okay, yeah. well, you're gonna slow and um, narrow, put a pause button, right. put a pause that's button right. on it. Yep. So yep. the day, so the day my dad went, he had a surgery and, uh, I was in the studio that day. Um, it, it was a really quick journey cause it was really aggressive, the kind of kids that he had. So they were just like, I mean, it was like, bam and go. So we, we, um, were recording. I had written find you here like that same week, you know, two weeks after the diagnosis mm. fast forward two months later, he's having a surgery. I'm in the studio. The day he's having a surgery with the other producer on the record, just recording a scratch vocal of find you here. And I left the studio and uh, took the, a little MP3 <laughs> of that song into the hospital room <laughs> where dad had just come out of surgery. Mm. And my mom has a picture of us just listening with our hands raised. I mean, hospital rooms are not cozy places, right? I have been there. Yes, they are not. You know, but they can be know. holy. They can. But they can be holy places. Yes. So yes. here God was in the midst of. A hospital room meeting us and um man I am just so so grateful we ended up keeping so the vocal that I recorded that day is the one that is on the wow. record wow. and um and it, it has been such a gift for literally the Lord to have been so faithful through suffering and then here with your family again you're going to walk through it again and then my husband had uh, viral meningitis was in the hospital for what? Yeah, it was really crazy, but we were in the hospital for about, I think it was a total of seven to, to, to nine days total. Um, they could not figure out what was wrong with him. So it, here again, mm. um, in, a, in a hospital room, mm. my husband is so sick at the emergency room, and I am That's freaking scary. out. Yeah. You know, That's just scary. like going, okay. no. I thought he was having an aneurysm, you know, so I'm just mm. going Mm-mm. Okay, I may lose my husband today. And here, here it comes again. I mean, like nothing I can explain, the peace and the presence of God. Like, and I'm like, what in the world? This makes no sense. But you're here and you're going to be here if he lives. You're going to be here if he dies. This is the, the end of the story is hope and healing, no matter what. And so I just... I over and over again, we are experiencing the same thing of his presence and his nearness, mm. even when it's chaotic. Mm. He's bringing comfort into that chaos. And I'm so grateful. Mm. Man. Whew. All right. I'm going to have to do my own Kleenex warning, I think, at the beginning of this. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, man. Okay. So not only are you going through all of this, like that to me, when friends are going through hard things, it's you're walking through it with them and you're feeling it with them. And that's just a lot. It's a lot. And then your own family stuff, that's a lot. And then you're, I mean, you have a job, basically. This is a job. What you're doing, making music, going on tours, that's a job. And, um, and your husband, he's also doing his stuff and you got kids. How do y'all juggle all that? 
how does that work? Because <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> listeners that message me and they are working and listening to this and have young kids. And I know that fortunately we live in a time where that's <laughs> happening more often than maybe our mom's generation did. And so we don't really have something to look to as a model right. for this. We're kind of right. creating it on our own. Husbands are way more involved than they ever were. Um, so what does it look yeah. like for y'all? Yeah. Um, well, I will say this, it is not perfect. And people are always like, how do you balance all of this? Um, and I'm like, well, we don't like, we end up dropping a lot of balls sometimes, but here's the deal. And, and I'm so grateful for, um, a couple people who, um, there's a couple here who the husband and the wife both do music and she was so gracious to speak this into my life. Um, but she just said, you know, she was like, I think what really matters is when you are overextended, like you're going to look around your family, you're going to know, okay, this is too much. The way you respond to that is actually what counts. Cause for, there's going to be times where we are all, no matter what we're doing, whether we're, we're stay at home moms or we're working moms or working moms and dads or whatever, we are going to overextend ourselves. And, and the really important thing is when you are overextended, how do you respond to that? Do you just keep going or do you kind of say, okay, we need to draw things back. We, we're always learning going, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that was not healthy. We, we need to say no more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have so like centering is- things, like things that you as a family try to always do to come back to for that or? You know, I, my husband and I take every year we take, we call it a state of the union. Okay. Trip. I like that. <laughs> so we um, we really try to like we operate in seasons um, and try to sort of have like almost like a liturgy to our life. So like there may be seasons that are really busy, but then we really intentionally schedule rest after those seasons. Um, so on the State of the Union, um, I mean we don't. It's not like some crazy trip. It can be to like a hotel in Nashville. <laughs> Which is a destination for a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is what we live here. So it just is a a way of looking at the last year and saying, um, you know, what was great about this? Where do we need to grow? Where like, like on one of these trips, we were like, man, we work on the weekends a lot of times, but we need a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. God tells us to rest. And so we have like Sabbath Monday or Tuesdays. Those are like our Sundays. And so um, it has been a really sweet thing. Um, there are some rhythms and things that we do just at home. Um, and even when we're away from home, fa- FaceTiming and reading through the Jesus Storybook Bible, things that we kind of do to to create a rhythm even in the chaos. And so um, we always, we do not do that perfectly for sure, but it is a constant holding out like, Lord, okay, here's what we feel like you've called us to do, but you've also called us to be parents. Tell us when we need to lay things down and we're willing to just say no (laughs) whenever. So it's this constant, just open handedness of saying, God, okay, help us to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. Because we just want to be in the center of wherever it is that you've called us. So it is a balancing act. Also, my husband is a logistical ninja. So he is fabulous. That's so helpful to have around. Can I borrow him? No, that's really good. I am really thankful for him. So it's really good. And are the kids like, do they respond better or worse than you would have thought? You know, some kids are more flexible and some kids have more like separation anxiety stuff. You know what? They respond really great. And, and what's awesome is, um, 
you know, I, I had another lady say to me, um, who has done some touring with her family in the, in the music world to say, you know what, you get your marching instructions from the Lord. Yeah. And you look to him, not even to the other families who are in similar spaces yes. to you, because it's going to look different for every single family. But when you are asking the Lord, Lord, show me how to be a mama, show me how to do this work thing. Um, and you are listening to him. You can just know that that is um, the implications like of the obedience are his will for your family, too. And so um, we let there are times when our kids, especially my four year old, will be like, Mom, I'm sad that you're gone. And I'm like, Babes, I am sad, too. Mm. I am. You know what? Yeah. Like, I'm going to miss you so much. But here's the deal. Um, God has called. He has given me gifts to use. He's called me to this adventure for this weekend. And I'm going to go because there are going to, he's given you good gifts too. And he's going to call you to go on adventures. And when he, when you get old enough and even today, maybe he's going to call you on an adventure of, of saying something loving to a neighbor or to your friend. <laughs> and when he calls you to that, I want you to go. Mm. I want you to say yes to that. And so we get to live in this like really honest, like this is hard, but, but we get to we get to obey and follow Jesus together as a family. And so we're talking about that all the time. Um, so I would say th- they respond better a lot of days than, than I would imagine. And on the days that they're not, there are these opportunities for us to pray for each other and to listen to each other. And I'm grateful for that. It's so great because now that next generation that we're modeling these things for can, can have an example of what does it look like? to recognize your giftedness, to lean on God for direction, and to follow Him. I mean, that's okay. what you're doing for that cute cutie patootie. So really sweet. <laughs> so cute. Okay, I know that our time is wrapping up, but um, a gal I know at, had a couple questions, and she was like, will you yeah. ask Ellie this? Um, yeah. She said she talks about, she, you, Ellie talks a lot about um, laying dreams at the Lord's feet. What dreams have you had to lay down? <laughs> now you're going to make me cry. Oh, um, so it's so funny. I actually, um, you know, was in a band with my husband for eight and a half years. Oh my goodness. That's we took Emmy Lou or little girl on the road with us for the first year of her life. So like by the time she was six months, she'd been to 32 States in Canada. And then by the time she was a year, most of those 32 States again, um, And I really sensed, um, I mean, we were in like a van. This is not glamorous touring people. (laughs) No, people think it's a lot better than every night. Yeah. yeah. Bars and clubs and theaters. And, you know, I'm like, anyway, whatever. (laughs) It's It's not not glamorous. Yes. First year warming up bottles and shot glasses. Just like a very non-traditional lifestyle. And there were some really beautiful things about that. But yeah. at the end of the day, she started walking and was also in a car seat for like six to seven hours a day. So mm-hmm. I really, it was a really um, crazy leap of faith, but I really felt like I was supposed to be home with her. And that was meant away from Drew, which was really scary. Um, it meant walking away from something that we had built for eight and a half years together. And we didn't know if it would continue to grow or if it would end after that, but I've sensed that's what the Lord was calling me to. And so, um, in the same breath, I had been writing all these songs with scripture in them. And, um, since the Lord asked me, would you share these with other people? And when I thought he was asking me to do that, I thought he was saying, 
just send them out on iTunes. I didn't know what he was saying go. So while it was really scary to leave my husband's band, I really had this dream of, um, for me, for being a stay-at-home mama Mm. and really being involved and invested. I just love, like, love your neighbors and be home and be in your community, this beautiful, like, kind of integrated life um, at home. And um, so I really felt like, in that season, there were, there was about, you know, a year where we're talking about this, um, me just being at home and then to sense, to really feel like at peace and so grateful for that. And then to sense God saying, would you go, Mm. would you share these songs that you're, that you're writing? And, um, and he was freeing me up. I was, I had been in counseling for years, freeing me up from so much shame and so much hiding. Would you go back into the church and be really a broken mess in front of them. And I am going, no, no, (laughs) that does not not sound fun. God, I will not do this was so not my plan to do music. And although I love it, it is, it is a huge step of faith for me Mm -hmm. to leave when I feel like he asked me to go. Cause, um, I just, yeah, it's just, it feels there's a cost to it and I'm not enamored with, I, I'm like, I do not want to be famous. I do not want my songs to be on the radio. You know, all these things that I'm like, no, 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 God. So, so that has, that has been a dream that I felt like he has asked me to lay down for this season. And, and it has been really hard in their days when fear and, and the lies of the enemy are strong. And I have to say, okay, but here's the deal. I want to be where God wants me to be. And right. I want to be surrendered. Yes to him. Um, I think it's really helpful for the mom listening who, you know, can identify with a lot of what you're saying. And it is that fear. It's the fear that what if I'm not enough here? What if I'm not enough there? Um, what if I'm too much? What if, you know, that that all of those thoughts and, and giving up, you know, some of them, it's giving up the dream of staying at the job. Some of them, it's giving up the dream of, of staying at home and, and it's so messy, like you said, but if we're pursuing God's plan, we can trust him for the outcomes. Like do our part, which is to trust and let him do the part of the outcomes. Because That's right. we can say, That's well, right. I have to be home for my kids to turn out or I have to be at work for my life to turn out. Like I, we, we don't, there's no have tos. It's just the have to is the trusting God. To That's do. right. Yeah. Be where he wants you to be. <laughs> Be where he wants you to be. And, be where he wants you to be. And yeah. I was going to say, you you mentioned shame in lots of your songs. And so that is that is a thing for you, which it's a thing Uh-oh. for all of us. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody's got a little yeah. bit. So this whole, like, help me believe that you love me. Like, if I could only, if I could trade this shame and self-hatred for a chance to believe what you say is true. And then you quote all of Psalm 139 in your song, Wonderfully Made. That one. What if I saw me the way that you see me? That oh, would man. kind of change the game, I think. It <laughs> does. And honestly, I early on traveling with Emmy Lou, I had a um a really sweet experience where I was totally overwhelmed at the idea of she's two months. She had just been to the hospital. She had a hip dysplasia. So oh. she was in a little, you know, yeah. like brace. <laughs> How am I going to do this? I'm so tired, Lord. Like, I cannot do this. And it was the sweetest thing. He said, uh, I was sobbing in the in an RV. <laughs> I 
the road. Like you do. And like you do. And um, he said, kind of spoke this to me, and it has changed a lot of the way that I'm a mama because I'm a recovering perfectionist. I always say that. And um, I wanted to just do this mom thing, especially more than anything in my life. I want to do the mama thing perfectly because mm-hmm. I love this little person so yeah. much. And yeah. So yeah. Um, he just said, I know I've given this little girl to you and now my boy to you to, to raise. And I've given you the responsibility of being their, their mom. But, but um, they're mine. Mm. And I'm going to take such good care of them. And then on top of that, I know that I've given you the responsibility of being a mama right now, but you're my daughter mm-hmm. and I take such good care of you. And man, if I can remember that I am his, I'm his girl, you know, like I'm his kid first and start here. It changes. It changes everything. Else. I mean, that's that's a good God-centered mom little clip right there you just did. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> that's really good because that is that's it. We yeah. at this role is so important, right? But not yeah. essential. Like really, they're his. Like they're we're kind of the goal is to not get in the way of that's him right. <laughs> loving them because, like, oh, that one song you love me best. It did undid me too. Ooh. It undid oh, me. Man. I mean, especially thinking of losing my dad because. Yeah, I'm thinking of he loved me so great. He did such a good job of showing me what it is to be loved by an earthly father. And it is, I truly believe that I know the love of a heavenly father because of his love. And I don't take it for granted because I know it's not true for every woman listening. But when you say you love me best, there may be a day when other loves go away. You (laughs) will be closer than my heart within my chest. (laughs) <laughs> and there will come a day when the loved ones we've lost will raise. Like, Ooh, girl, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's it. He <laughs> he loves those kids more than we could. They that's are right. they are as close. I mean, that's true for them. That's, that's true right. for them, and it's true for us. Like you said, we're we're his daughter, and he is going to take care of us. Ah. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Therapy we just got. We just got some good Jesus therapy. Oh, Ellie, thank you for coming on the show. I'm sorry I made you cry and laugh so much. You kidding? I love it. I love it. Laughter, laughter, and tears. That's right. We got to come up with a word for it. There's that movie Home with the little alien. He's called Mad Sad. He has Mad Sad, but we need like a joy sad. A joy sad. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, Ellie. Thank you. Can is there like a? I mean, I know they can get the album everywhere but is there a place online where they could find you i was like absolutely to make sure you yeah it's, it's it is everywhere <laughs> itunes um itunes amazon it's at lifeway stores if you're a physical cd person um or ellieholcomb.com you can order vinyl on there <laughs> cool <laughs> we actually have a pink vinyl which is oh that's amazing that's <laughs> my pretty- daughter freaked out over that that's (laughs) That's the thing that impresses her that's yeah yeah that's that's good that's That's good well thank you ellie i hope you have a great great week same god bless you friend i'm glad to have coffee with you i know see now now you've read my diary too a little bit that's we're even i love it we're even all right right. talk to you soon bye. bye okay i don't want to overdo a topic but 
A friend of mine, Lindsay, had given me this Paul David Tripp devotional, New Morning Mercies. It's a daily gospel devotional. If you're looking for one, I would highly recommend this one. And I was reading March 16th, and it's quoting Psalm 4. And, you know, David, he's always running from basically people trying to murder him. His 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 life was rough, and his heart was breaking. And he ends the psalm saying, There are so many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they who have when grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone or you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That's Psalm 4 again. And uh, Paul David Tripp writes, in his grief and discontent, David knows remarkable peace. He even talks about his heart being filled with joy. Why? Because at the deepest of levels, neither his peace nor his joy is based on the circumstances, but on God, who rules the circumstances. If David's security is in God and God alone, then he has as much security in that cave as he does in the palace, because it is the Lord alone who makes him dwell in safety. There is no doubt in David's words. What will it be for you today? The discontent of doubt and fear, or the contentment of peace and rest? It is only grace that can deliver us from fear and give our hearts rest, even when we're in the cave once again. It makes me think of when we visited caverns, and my son, who's always, he's he's got a lot of fear, and he was thinking of different scenarios. You know, if, what if we're down in this cavern, and a hurricane hits? And the lady says, well, hurricanes don't really hit this far. What if we're down in this cavern, and a tornado hits? We'd be fine its way up on the surface, and it wouldn't affect us. What would happen if an earthquake hits? And I start to pay attention. I'm like, yeah, please tell us what would happen. And she said that they would register the earthquake, that they would feel it on the ground above us, but that the earthquake would actually go around the cavern. That there's something about peace and security and rest that happens in the cavern, that you are protected from the shaking. And that's what I feel like when we are truly, when our soul is at rest in God and his love and in Christ and all he's done for us and in the gospel, even in the hardest of circumstances that are shaking all around us, there's this core peace, this unshakable peace and joy that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that an earthquake would go around a cavern. It doesn't make sense that the joy and peace that Ellie and I were talking about would be happening in the hardest of circumstances, but it is only God. And only God's way. I hope you're encouraged today, no matter where you are, whether nothing is going on in your life, but you're scared that it might, whether everything's perfect and you're thinking, oh, the shoe's got to drop at some point, something's going to happen. Um, whether you have a friend, I know we all know someone who's going through a hard time. I pray that God would um, give you the right words to be an encouragement to her today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for following along again over at Instagram as I'm traveling. <laughs> crazy traveling in the promised land in the holy land with israel collective if you haven't listened to my last episode with josh aarons about that trip go over there now because uh it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing all that god's doing in in this little teeny part of the world all right have a great day bye i hope you enjoyed this episode of the god-centered mom podcast If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. 
He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.